This is the Rovers Review on Ocean FM on International Break Weekend for the Men's League of Ireland Premier Division. So no Sligo Rovers men's match this weekend. It's Bohemians next up, the league leaders next Saturday night at the showgrounds. But Donald Ryan, I can't remember ever before Sligo Rovers having so many international players who are actually getting call-ups to squads, whether it's for friendly internationals or for competitive fixtures. Yeah, it's great to see Austin as well over a, a wide range of age levels, be it under 21s or um, a full senior caps. Mm. But, um, you know, you look at, I suppose, Nando, Pinecker and Max Matter probably be the standouts um, playing two they games there. China 2 1 today. In the space of a week, Nando played the guts of the game. Um, don't think he saw out the full 90 minutes, but Max coming on with about half an hour or so to go. And he, Max Matter seems to have certainly made a great impression in the squad anyway, judging off uh, New Zealand's social media posts during the week. So, um, Hopefully it'll, uh, it'll continue and we'll see plenty more overs players getting called up for international caps over the course of the season. Yeah, Bogdan Vashtig was on the bench for Estonia. Uh, Stefan Radisavljevic was called up for a Faroe Island squad recently. And that's before then, as you say, we worked down through the, the underage ranks. Speaking of which, I know he's not a rover right now, but Johnny Kenny, remind us what he did today. Yeah, came off the bench to score the winner uh, for the Republic of Ireland under-21s in a 2-1 win against Iceland. Now, it was just a friendly, but still um, down in Turner's Cross this afternoon. Apparently, it was a smashing goal by all accounts as well. Came off the bench to curl a winner into the top into the top corner. But, um, great to, like you know, it's great to see, be it whether they're playing for Sligo Rovers or not, it's great to see people from Sligo uh, getting that kind of success on the international stage as well. And maybe the result of the weekend, soccer-wise, locally, in some respects, the Republic of Ireland under-17 team, and I mentioned that team because there were two Sligo Rovers players in the panel, the team captain, Jolie Lockery, of Sligo Rovers and Donegal, of course. She captained Ireland to a 1-0 win this morning against Italy in their second round two Euro qualifier game in France. Alice Lilly was on the bench or in the squad I think as well that sounds on the face of it like a pretty impressive result Absolutely we were just chatting off air about it there Austin I, I was saying that uh, I think beating Italy at any level in soccer is a bit of a scalp so um, fantastic to see uh, the girls picking up a 1-0 win there and great to see Jodie Lockery captain in the side as well I'm not sure how much Alice Lilly has featured in those two games I think they have one more game to go before this international window is over and if they could see it out with three wins it would be absolutely massive for them that's the upside. The downside is Sligo Rovers' first team might have done with Jodie Lockery and Alice Lilly yesterday evening at the showgrounds. I'm looking at the league table here. It's very early days in the women's SSE or Tricity League of Ireland Premier Division. But four games in, Sligo Rovers second from bottom, played four, lost four. The latest defeat, a 2-1 home defeat to Treaty United, a game you were at. Yeah, I was there, Austin, and um, it wasn't... Um wasn't 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 good from a Sligo Rovers uh, point of view anyway. Um, they started the game very well, you know. They were creating enough chances, you know, and playing very well, moving the ball very nicely. But Treaty, in fairness to them, grew into the game as the first half wore on, and probably had the better of the clear cut chances throughout the first half. And then uh, 
a shot in in anger from Emma Doherty took a, a deflection on the way through and found found the back of the net on the stroke at half time. So Rovers were had the upper hand going in at the break. But in fairness to Treaty, they didn't they didn't give up. They didn't roll over like and you know they played they played back into it and played back, played themselves back into contention. Now the, their equaliser was horrific defending from Sligo Rovers' point of view. Like, it's the only way you can sum it up. Really, just pure lapse in concentration, I suppose, in the back line. They stole into get the equaliser and then the winner coming eight minutes from time from a set piece you know um, frustrating very much so from a Sligo Rovers point of view but I don't think they can have any complaints about the result yesterday On the face of it Treaty United of Limerick might have been identified as one of the in inverted commas weaker sides in this Premier Division because they were pointless before this game as well Absolutely yeah and we'll hear from Steve Feeney now in a couple of minutes but he was saying that like, it was a game that they were targeting that um, they were looking to get their first win and first points of the season. And, of course, we said last week as well that Treaty United will probably be looking at it in the same manner. Now, they came off an awful hiding from Athlone Town last week. I think it was 8-0 at full time. So maybe they were coming up to up to Sligo like a bit of a wounded animal, I suppose. But um, they certainly put it up to Sligo Rovers yesterday. And like I said, I don't think anyone can have any complaints about the result. Like, it is very early days, but like like what's not clicking yet for Rovers from what you can see you've seen a couple of the games now um, it's it's hard to put put a finger on it really Austin to be honest it just seems like performances in the second half in particular games the games just seem to be get, kind of getting away on them a little bit you know or maybe just the foot kind of coming off the gas a bit when they're in positions to maybe kick on rather than sit back I'm not sure um, you know like I said it's very difficult to put a finger on it but if you were to kind of analyse it a bit more and kind of break it down a wee bit it seems to be performances in the second half certainly what seems to be letting them down so far this season OK well let's let's listen to what the manager made of that 2-1 home defeat to Treaty yesterday evening and in fairness to Steve Feeney he was making no excuses The book staff's me and the manager um, but it just it just wasn't anywhere near what we kind of push for and what we drive for like you know um, just you know we weren't good in possession we weren't great out of possession um, which obviously are two two very important things in the football and um, we weren't good at it today like and um, to me it comes back to me like I'm the manager right? uh, the, the team need to be performing better than they did today and like you said it there poor performance all around really but like where did that come from like what was the difference today between the two teams I don't know um, you know I suppose it would be easy to say the treaty kind of were more offered or wanted it more but I, I, I think that's unfair on our girls because uh, one thing I'd, I'd never question with the girls is their attitude and their commitment and the, what they give to the team and to the club like you know so uh, I think that would be the easy answer but to me we just we know maybe it's a lack of confidence or something and the fact that we were going into the game with no points and Treaty, you know, probably had a chance kind of in the first fifteen twenty minutes that maybe put a bit of nerves into our girls, and we just didn't seem to kind of settle and get into our rhythm. You know, we strung a few little moves together where you thought, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to settle now and we'll play some nice stuff, but it just it just never materialised. And you know, Treaty punished us twice and end up with three points. Was there pressure on the team coming into this, having played three games and still had no points at this stage of the season? Yeah, um, uh, pressure probably from ourselves, like you know, like we all want to be doing a lot better than we are like none of us want to be sitting on zero points after four games like um, none of us wanted to be on zero points after three games or two games either to be honest but um, yeah I suppose there was internal pressure in terms of like the girls want to do better and we want them to do better and you know we're, we're pushing all the time to try and be you know doing better in the league and conceding you know not conceding silly goals and scoring more goals and um, they probably went into the game feeling kind of like this was a, a good opportunity after you know decent performances in the first three games you know some better than others but Today was a chance to kind of go and get a get a performance and a result, and um, to be honest, we didn't get either. Some positive you can take though: Emma Doherty off the mark from the season for the season. Great strike from about twenty five yards out, and Kate Nugent coming in for a debut as well. 
yeah, um, pleasing to see Emma getting a goal. Like you know, Emma's work rate and attitude, like is you know, as an example, to everyone like and uh, you know, like she lives for goals. Like you know, you can see that by her. Like so, it's, it's good for her on a personal level to get off the mark. Um, and Kate's been doing well. Like you know, Kate was unlucky last year with injuries and that. To kind of any time she kind of got in with the first team squad, she was unlucky not to get a run of it. And she was a bit the same in pre-season. But the last few weeks now, she's been doing well and. We just felt that she was going to bring something to the game there uh, when we brought her on, and I actually think she done well in fairness to her when she came on. So, you know, there is positives, and even you know, like it, you look at like Sakila, who's after playing four games in a row, like and um, hadn't really played last season, like and she's doing really well for us. And you know, like there there is positives, but it's it's hard to kind of find them and, and look at them at the moment. And finally, Steve, four games in and and no points, but a round of games midweek now. Uh, Sligo Rovers aren't playing during the week will that break be welcome do you think is this something that the squad needs now yeah I suppose what it is anyway because it's uh, like a week we've a week where we're not doing any group sessions so I suppose everyone has a week to go away and kind of think and reevaluate and, and come back in and you know have clearer pictures in their head of what, what we need to do and that's including me obviously um, what we need to do and how we need to start making sure that we're performing every game and we're, we're getting points because at the end of the day that's what matters Steve Feeney, the Sligo Rovers women manager, speaking to Donal after uh, his side's 2-1 home defeat to Treaty United. And it's nice to hear the Scanlon name again in the Sligo Rovers team. Uh, Keela Scanlon at the, in the Sligo Rovers starting 11 yesterday. And of course her dad, uh, Enda, distinguished Rovers for, for many years back in the day. This is before your time, Donal Ryan. You need to ask your dad about this guy. But anyway, uh, good to hear the, the Scanlon generation con- con- continuing there. And look, it is early days. I mean, you know, you, I think, uh, as we always say, do a tour of the teams and then you can form an opinion about who's shaping up in this League of Ireland and who's going to struggle. Yeah, that's a fair point, Austin. But, like, you know, given that the women's Premier Division is a bit of a shortened season now this year, all the teams playing each other twice rather than three times like they did last year, you know, it'd probably be important to start getting points on the board sooner rather than later. Now it's not it's not like they can go down or get relegated or anything like that. But even just from a a personal point of view, you know, Steve is touching on it as well. Like maybe they're putting themselves under a lot of pressure now. I don't think anyone would have expected them to be on four, having four games played and four losses and, and no points. You know, so um, maybe there's a bit of internal pressure uh, coming on to them there. But um, like we said there as well in the interview, um, there's a round of fixtures now midweek and Rovers. It's their week or it's their round of games that they're not playing. So maybe it'll be a welcome break. Like he he touched on a couple of players there that have played a lot of football in the last couple of weeks with uh, many of the squad going away with ATU Sligo as well with their league and cup double success. And um, you know maybe it's just kind of taking a toll on them a wee bit now. And just to remind people in the Women's League of Ireland there's an uneven number of teams 11 because of Shamrock Rovers return to the uh, Women's League this season. So uh, every once in a while a team gets a bye weekend. Right, we are the two lazy Sligo Rovers supporters I think because neither of us is doing the 50... Describe, tell me what it is, the 50 50, kilom- 50 kilometre challenge, yeah. Yes, which starts for the month of April although by the looks of things a good few Sligo Rovers fans have begun it already. Here is Tommy Higgins, the Sligo Rovers chairperson. He was a guest of Niall Delaney's this week on Northwest Today to introduce Sligo Rovers' latest club fundraiser. We were delighted with the initial response. Of over 100 people signed up in a few hours and uh, some of them have started the walk already. We don't mind. This is And most people will walk, isn't it? This is I not, suppose it will, yeah. yeah. But we don't mind whether you, people, you know, whether you swim or whether you run, cycle, whatever. It's yeah. about participation. 
And, uh, you know, it's uh, as I said, we were partnering with the HSE and with Sligo Sports and Recreation and uh, with, with ATU. And it's also a mixture of the walk and a health aspect to it as well. Yeah. Because it's important. We have a huge amount of young people and children and uh, underage teams. And I think the health is very important as a club, as a community-based club. We have a responsibility as well to look after people. And I think this is a great idea. Spring is here. The clocks are going forward next week. It's a great time of the year to get out and about. Okay. And as so I said, we were, del- we 50 were delighted. kilometers, yeah, you yeah, have to 50 do. 50 kilometers or so, which is about yeah. 30, 30 miles. It's not It's not onerous. It's about taking part. And that's the and most important people thing. People enjoying themselves. We don't want hardship or anything like this. But uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's an opportunity for people to uh, get rid yeah. of the winter blues and head out and do your walk in the spring and uh, come participate. Tommy Higgins speaking to Niall Delaney during the week uh, at the start of the Sligo Rovers 50 kilometre challenge for the month of April. This money going towards the club's big master development plans that we've been uh, publicising in recent months on this podcast and elsewhere. The target is to raise 50k already and it's only a few days old. 9,620 raised on the Sligo Rovers 50k, 50 kilometre challenge I Donate page. You'll find that on idonate.ie or if you visit sligorovers.com you can find out there how to register and basically at your own pace you can walk run, I assume you can crawl or do anything else but you cover 50Ks during the month of April or you can start now before March finishes to get to get ahead. The first 500 registered uh, participants will get a free Sligo Rovers 50 kilometre challenge beanie. I assume it's something like the Leitrim GA beanies but red instead of uh, golden or green and gold. Um, so yeah uh, that's up and running and see SligoRovers.com for more information on that. Donald, thank you very much. Thanks very much, Asen. Even if, even if the sun ceases to rise, even if the wind stops to blow, but the name of Sligo Rover